This is a Federal News Network podcast. From postal reform, yes, that one again, to revitalizing the federal workforce, yes, that one again, the House will be holding hearings and looking anew at some nagging topics. Here with what to expect for the week ahead in Congress, Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. And I guess they are getting back to some brass tacks types of things that they never seem to get over the line. But here's a new run up the hill. Absolutely. Both chambers are back this week. There's a full slate of committee hearings in both sides of Capitol Hill, House and Senate, although many of them will have that virtual element that we've become so used to during the pandemic. But some of the ones you mentioned are are going to be marquee hearings this week. Um, Jerry Connolly is convening a hearing on the federal workforce. And then we're also going to be watching this oversight and reform hearing on the Postal Service as lawmakers continue to contend with some of the changes that have been made recently and, and what they'd like to see done to that um, important function of government, quasi-governmental function, I suppose, um, but something that's very important to getting drugs and packages and cards and everything else to people around the country, which tends to motivate members of Congress to to want to get involved. Yeah, and Jerry Connolly, of course, he has a big number of workforce members, federal workers in his district. So naturally, that's going to be something he's going to gravitate toward. Do we know what it is he needs to discuss at this point? Well, I think he's going to bring in some union officials and others to to talk about maybe some of the provisions of law that need to change to help federal workers. Um, and, you know, with Democrats in control of the House and the Senate and the White House, there may be a different approach taken in the next couple of years to legislation around federal workers than there might have been with um, a Republican White House and Republicans still in control of the Senate. Now, obviously, you need 60 votes for most things to get through the Senate unless you can find provisions to go into reconciliation. But there's a long list of things that federal workers have brought to their members of Congress, like Jerry Connolly, who you mentioned, and also, you know, some of the senators, Chris Van Hollen, and has done a lot of work on federal workers, both in the House and now in the Senate. So um, I I could see this being a topic that comes up more, um, what to do for the federal workforce, and perhaps even how to help it evolve, given everything going on with the pandemic and shifts to telework. Um, There's no end to some of the subjects that they could be looking into. And one of them is whether federal workers, federal employees should have a priority at getting vaccines, whether there should be special supplies of vaccines set aside for the federal workforce. And I guess that would have kind of a mixed reaction on the Hill, that idea. It would. There was a group of lawmakers who wrote to, to OPM and to others to ask to prioritize federal workers, um, given how important it is for them to get back to work and for that to help revitalize the economy and, and the region, because many of the downtown corridor offices have been fairly empty since the pandemic began last year. So th- they are looking into that, um, want to try and move the needle on that. But again, there's a long list of priority people here, whether it's by age or by health condition or essential workers. Many federal workers are essential and could be covered by that. But um, this is something where we might see more pressure from Capitol Hill to the administration asking for some sort of augmentation to the schedule on them. All right. And uh, the House Armed Services Committee, its subcommittee on readiness, is looking into storms, which is an apropos time to do this because of what happened in Texas. And that did affect some military installations down there. Do we know what the outcome of that could be, whether they just want to air some grievances or do they expect legislation further emphasizing that idea of planning for 
what they consider climate change effects on military installations. Well, climate change is another area that with Democrats in control of the House, Senate and the White House, we're going to be hearing a lot more about. And I think we're going to see it in everything from the highway bill to the NDAA to to other pieces of legislation that will be written over the next several months and and over the next two years. Um, John Garamendi, who's the chairman of that readiness subcommittee, has said that he wants them to look into climate change. And certainly a lot of people are pointing to the weather in the mid, the middle part of the country, and especially in Texas last week, as tied into climate change. And what do we do to to make the electrical grid more resilient? And in terms of the armed services, to make sure that you know bases and and personnel aren't adversely affected when incidents like this happen. Um, a lot of times, you think about the hurricanes that hit regions or um, extreme heat and how you deal with the grid there. But we've seen how extreme cold, when a grid can't handle that, can be very destructive and, and really shut down frankly, society for a couple of days down there in Texas. So I think that we're going to hear a lot more about climate change in all different aspects of public policy as um, the, the Democrats really get to work in these committees and subcommittees. We're speaking with Bloomberg Government Editorial Director Lauren Duggan. And what about more stimulus bills? Is any of that going to happen this week? That's going to be the the big action on the House side of the Hill this week. Uh, The Budget Committee meets today to consider the reconciliation bill that pulls together the work that other committees have done. Twelve committees were asked to write portions of this legislation totaling $1.9 trillion that will be added to the deficit over the next decade. And so the Budget Committee will sign off on the work that's been done and pull that together, send it to the Rules Committee, which will set the terms for floor debate, and we should see a vote on that later this week in the House. Now, from there, it heads to the Senate, where there could be some important changes to it that will um, modifications, things pulled out, maybe a few things added in. Uh, so this bill has a ways to go yet, but this week will be a big milestone in getting this large aid package um, across the finish line. And what about in the Senate, what's happening on the confirmation front? Because they were out for a week, and so that all sort of stopped. Right. Things stopped first by the trial that went on for about a week. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> that too. So that they didn't confirm anyone during that period, and then um, obviously they were gone last week. So we have two votes locked in on the floor this week, one on Linda Thomas-Greenfield, to be ambassador to to the United Nations, and then Tom Vilsack to be agriculture secretary. There's a number of hearings and markups also lined up in committee to process more people there. So we'll see folks like Merrick Garland to lead the Justice Department get a hearing this week. Some votes scheduled for Neera Tandon at OMB, um, also the SBA administrator. So we'll see more churn here as, as people get approved by committee and get ready for floor action. I think we'll see a lot of processing of those nominations as the Senate waits for this reconciliation bill to do its part on the big stimulus package. Yeah. And looking at Merrick Garland for attorney general, that one looks like it's going to have pretty clear sailing because I think a lot of Republicans the last time when he was nominated for Supreme Court wasn't him personally. They just had a longer range strategy focused on the uh, 2016 election that they were focusing on. But they didn't think he was a horrible radical or anything like that. No, that certainly doesn't seem to be the case. I mean, Merrick Garland was nominated by President Obama in 2016 for the Supreme Court. That nomination wasn't taken up because Mitch McConnell said at the time they wanted to wait to see what happened in the presidential election. A Republican won. And so um, when 2017 hit and President Trump nominated somebody, he went through. So I, I don't think that had anything to do with Merrick Garland, the man. I mean, we, we don't know what that vote would have been had it been held. But uh, we'll see how he performs in this confirmation hearing, a couple days worth of hearings in the Judiciary Committee with a lot of ground to cover, given all the things the Justice Department touches. So he could go through pretty easily and 
You know, you only need 50 votes on the floor. Even if it was only Democrats who backed him, he would be able to get through. It's just how much time will it take? And do we have any insight on Vilsack at agriculture, what the feeling is there? I mean, he was confirmed once before. Right. That, that seems to be going through um, there. He did face some questions in his hearing, and, and I'm sure there will be some statements on the floor. But that one was able to get scheduled without much incident and members seem prepared to go forward and vote on that one on Tuesday, tomorrow. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. There, there are more controversial ones. OMB uh, Director Tandon had some tough questions when she met and with lawmakers who questioned her tweets and questioned her policy priorities. So. Um, you know, different members bring different things to these questions, whether it's in hearings or when they vote for confirmation. But um, still a lot of work to do and a lot of jobs left to fill. Lauren Duggan is editorial director at Bloomberg Government. Thanks so much. Thank you. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.